self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode happy african-american history month blacks coons colors jigaboos <laughs> negroes happy african-american history month you know what it's so disrespectful for black history month to be referred to as african-american history month well look at the source he just a disrespectful motherfucker so i feel like i might as well have been called a jigaboo <laughs> it's just that's disrespectful <laughs> and what kind of stupid ass word is jigaboo i don't know i think about jay-z and ghosts <laughs> Jigaboo. <laughs> oh, when Blue Ivy ran into the room trying to scare her daddy, she'd be like, Jigaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That was not the attention. I don't I I don't know what the origins of that are. I need to go are. look up and see when the hell Jigaboo came from. I don't know. While you're telling them about the, the <laughs> website, I'm gonna I'll come back. Okay. I'll have it. Listen, I'm gonna need y'all to go and check out the Conversation Con Artist website, www.conversationconartist.com, where we have our current episode as well as the articles linked to it, old episodes, as well as an opportunity to leave some mail feedback where you can subscribe to our newsletter or leave some feedback or whatever you want to do. <laughs> that sounds like mail. Is it not female feedback? <laughs> Mail feedback. I don't know why that's what I thought of. I mean, I just that. I should have said email, but I did. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Mister M I S T E R underscore on point, and I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. And I could not find the origins of Jigaboo. Sometimes you got to dig deep for these origins. It just has a black person. It just is a black person. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. And so if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, this week we have a question about uh, shitty relationships as usual. <laughs> How long is too long to stay in a bad relationship is the question. And my answer is a second. A minute, shit, an hour, amount any amount of fucking. At the point that you determine that this relationship is shit, you should probably get out of it. Um, because staying in it and being like, well, I didn't put in a year, I didn't put in five years. Like, okay, <laughs> you gonna put in five more? How does that make sense? Like, it's if at the five year point, shit is bad and shit has been bad. I mean, five years, if ain't shit changed, you're just gonna keep sitting in there because you gave five years of your life to it. Like, how does that make sense? I guess I guess the root of the question is, at what point do you recognize that a relationship is bad? I like, mean, if you're more unhappy than you are happy, because, like, I think people sometimes justify, like, shit with... Well, they're they're supportive sometimes. Like they helped me out when I needed this. Or, you know what I'm saying? They look at specific incidents as justifications for all of this fuck shit. And sometimes it's just like, okay, they helped you out, you know, three years ago. But since that time, they've been fucking around on you. So like, haven't you paid your dues? <laughs> like you didn't pay them back, I'm sure, for whatever it is that they or whatever life event that they were there for you for. Like, how long? How much time do you owe somebody that helps you? in a relationship that is also mistreating you how much time do you owe them how much time do you have to stay there for that shit like that's stupid 
I mean, I I guess it depends on the level of bad in in determining why people end up staying in bad relationships. Like, I guess people's threshold for bad is gonna be dip. Mine is not. <laughs> Minuscule. <laughs> and because and the reason mine is minuscule is because my definition of bad is like extreme things. My definition of bad is you cheating. My definition of bad is you draining our joint bank account. <laughs> my, de- you know what I'm saying? Like it's going. My definition of because ba- like us arguing isn't bad. You know, obviously that just means that we our communication ain't all that great. We need to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like certain stuff, I'm not going to count as like bad because it's stuff we can work on. But some shit. No, like that's bad, and we got <laughs> it's over with. So because my definition of bad is such a he, it's a larger definition than I think other people use. My threshold for that is small as fuck. But see, I don't even, I don't consider stuff like cheating a bad relationship. I consider it no relationship. <laughs> that shit's over now. <laughs> like I won't have time to call my relationship a bad relationship after I figure out this shit don't went down. You know what I'm saying? Like the relationship is ended. It evaporated. What if they what if they drain your bank account <laughs> but had a but had a good reason for it? Well, that In goes, their mind a good reason. That goes against my financial philosophy. <laughs> See, unless we marry, we I'm gonna have my shit, you gonna have your shit. And if I need something, maybe you can let me borrow something. If you need something, I can definitely let you borrow something. But that's not going to happen. I mean, if they steal my credit card, see, that's thievery. <laughs> so, thievery, relationship is over. It ain't going to be going on long enough. Like, yeah. it won't be a justified. So, for me, bad, a bad relationship is little bitty shit. Like, Consistent passive aggressiveness. Oh yeah. When Mm-mm. we need to be talking about the situation, I'm a therapist. We need to talk about the situation. Yeah. So listen, we can talk about it, and you can be mad for the next three days. But you ain't gonna be mad for an undisclosed amount of time, <laughs> and have me sitting over here waiting about when we gonna talk about it. We'll talk about it. You can still be angry. Then don't talk to me for three days. But at least I know you know where I'm at, where I'm coming from. I know where you at, where you coming from. We can continue. Be mad yeah. at me until you ain't mad no more. But I ain't finna sit around. Like, that's the little shit that really would get me. I'd be like, so how long we gonna sit around? Because <laughs> it's gonna get, like, it's gonna go from, oh shit, I guess I done fucked up, to when the fuck we gonna talk about? Like, it's gonna turn to agitation and then irritation and then frustration. I don't really get mad like that, but it will get very close to that if if this shit just dragging along and we ain't doing nothing to cover. So for me, a bad relationship is just consistent little shit that gonna frustrate me because big shit, it's a wrap. For me, I guess I can see. I guess like if you constantly argue, if all y'all do is argue, or if you are if you're not feeling respected in the way that you know they, I don't know. Do stuff, but then act, you don't want to ever admit that they're wrong and find a way oh, to make yeah. it joke. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, like that. If that's been going on for like most of the relationship, like why would you want to keep dealing? Like you mad on the one hand because this person keep doing this shit, but you staying. Who are you really mad at? Like, are you really mad at him or her? Because they just doing what they've shown you is their norm. This is what they do. You the one that are. Staying in something and expecting it to be different when history has shown you that this is what it's gonna be, and if you're gonna stay in it, this is what you're gonna deal with. And so, if this ain't something you want to deal with, maybe you shouldn't be staying in it. Like, 
I think sometimes people spend too much energy trying to figure out how to make somebody change. People don't change because you want them to. People change because they get ready to and they want to. And if they don't want to, they usually ain't going to do that shit. And you're just going to be frustrated because you're trying to enforce or inflict this change upon somebody who don't want it. And then you're just going to be mad. And five, ten years go pass by, you still going to be stuck with this same unchanging ass motherfucker. And you're going to be mad. We start to get into the personalities of the kind of people yeah. that would stay in these situations because some people stay with some people stay with people in these messed up situations because they need to be with somebody, not necessarily because the stuff that goes on in the relationship, the stuff that goes in a relationship is a problem, but it doesn't outweigh the problem that they either have or perceive if and they were to be alone. Themselves. You know, so you also have people who suffer from codependency. If I leave this person, they won't be able to make it without me because I do everything and I help them and I can't leave them and not help. So I'm going to say because they need me. So but I'm angry that they need me and then I'm having to put all of this stuff into this. And it's like this vicious cycle that never stops. You, you like feeling needed, but you also resent being needed so much at the same time. And you're just in this perpetual state of unhappiness. You know, I don't like the idea that a lot of women have that all men cheat. Like, every single group. Not Now, clearly, I don't really believe in absolute. So, one, not all men cheat. No. Two, not all women think all men cheat. No. But it's a lot of women, like, when having, like, those Facebook discussions, you know, do all men cheat. It's a lot of women that'll say yes. I've had clients that I've worked with that have been like, I mean, all men, all men cheat. So, I'm, they're not even looking for, like, fidelity because they don't believe it's possible. Like, ain't no man, there's no man in the world that's like, <laughs> that that stays loyal to his woman. So, I'm not even going to expect that. Then when you don't get it, you surprise. But because... <laughs> Because you you gonna be drawn to the motherfucker cause that that's gonna prove what your idea is. If your idea is that all men cheat, you're gonna be drawn to men that prove that idea that all men cheat. Cause you're right now. Or you're gonna be looking for this varying level of what cheating looks like. Like you're gonna be looking for a man that cheat on the lower side of it. <laughs> or well, at least he cheat with the same woman. You know what I'm saying? Or or cause he don't cheat with like thirty different women and all over the place that. You look for a level of cheating that's yeah. acceptable to you, you know. So and that I just I, as a single person, I cannot allow myself to believe that every motherfucker out here is a cheater. I can't do how depressing that is. Why would you want to believe that? Like I just I will not believe that. And I've been with some cheating ass motherfuckers, but that doesn't mean that everybody cheats because he did. You know what I'm saying? So I and I'm not even the most optimistic of people at all. But I don't want to live in a world where that is true, <laughs> where that's reality. And I don't believe I live in a world where that's real. Are there a lot of cheating ass motherfuckers? Sure. And I, I blame a lot of that on us, ladies, because of this whole side chick shit <laughs> make yeah. it easier for motherfuckers to cheat because your ass out here willing to be the other bitch. So I blame us for a lot of this. I do. But I don't believe every man want to deal with that. I just don't. I don't believe every man is out here trying to have his main girl and, and five side chicks. I just don't believe that. I believe that the men like that exist. But I don't believe that that's all men. Man, I think finding a good relationship for you 
It's like finding a fucking four leaf clover. <laughs> have you ever looked for a four leaf clover? I have. I'm from the country, so yeah. Got have you ever found one? Once. Once out of a whole goddamn I'm childhood. Thirty two years old. <laughs> In thirty two years, I found one. Uh, to be four fair, leaf you clover. probably stopped looking for them after ten. I mean, well, sometimes <laughs> if I like if I see clovers on the ground. I was so disgruntled about not finding four leaf clovers when I was a kid. I just say fuck clovers <laughs> when I see them. Fuck y'all. If I see clovers, I'll still kind of like just look and see if I can Mm-mm. find one. Look, our luck ain't real. <laughs> well, I don't, bl- but because it's such a rare thing, I just like to have it because it's some shit that your ass can't find. So I, I found something you can't find. <laughs> but that's that- the that's the, the thrill in it for me. <laughs> So I, it's not because I believe I'm gonna have good luck because I found the shit. It's just because nah, 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 I got it. <laughs> I got better luck than you, clearly. <laughs> Which don't exist. Does I have not. more. Uh, I have higher, you know, propensity for looking for this shit longer than you do. Yes. And I found a motherfucker. Yes. You put in the work. Yes. I don't give a fuck about the work. <laughs> but I, that's that's the rarity with which you gonna find something that is valuable. I mean, I just feel like. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I found this shit out on eBay <laughs> at a younger age. <laughs> if it's too good to be true, it fucking is. It's not what it's supposed to be. No. If the retail price of a stereo system you want is $2,000 and you see it on eBay for $700, it's not what you want it to be. I promise you. <laughs> the same way to where if you find somebody that is charming and has everything that you want on the first date, don't be ready to get married. That shit, you got some more research to do. You meet the representative always on the first date. That's the representative. That's the motherfucker that's trying to get that second date. That's not who that person actually is, like, at all. I just, I don't know. I don't get why people don't realize that now. Like, the person that you meet on the first date is not who that person is. It's some of who they are, but it, no, you have a long way to go in finding out who that person is. Because they're not going to come in on the first day to be like, I beat bitches' asses. Sure do. Just beat a bitch ass last night. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to charm you. They're going to treat you really good and reel you in. And then you're going to answer a text message from your cousin named John, and he just going to see John on the phone to punch an eye. <laughs> it you you don't get the crazy at first. Sometimes you do. Some people just so crazy they can't hide the shit. But most of the time, you meet the representative. It's not who they are. You gotta wait and see. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like the person that I marry, I'm gonna have one. I'm gonna want to have seen them in a lot of different like places. Like. I want to see how you are with your friends. I want to see how you are with your family. I want to see how you are with like wait staff. I want to see how you are with the nigga that y'all hang out with, but y'all don't really like him, but you just kind of, cause y'all been hanging out with him. So you keep hanging out with him. Like, I want to see how you are when you mad at somebody that you care about, as opposed to mad at somebody you don't give. I want to see all of those things because at some point in time, I'm going to annoy the shit out of you. And you ain't gonna treat me like you treat me all of this. Time. Y'all need to you need to test that person too. Like buy them some ice cream and knock it out their hand. <laughs> Bro, I promise you, if, if somebody finna eat some ice cream and you knock it out their hand, you're gonna get the immediate worst of that motherfucker right there. If they don't slap the shit out of you, you alright with that. When you go over to their house, like hide one of their shoes. <laughs> Just hide a shoe. Like they go. If you call them that day and you knew they wanted to wear them shoes 
and they mad as fuck that day. Oh shit. Never tell them you hit that shooter. They're going to have to find that shooter on their own. What is wrong with you? What Why do you mean? Why are you encouraging people to be passive aggressive and shit? Look, this is the fucking filtering stage. You need to find out shit about people fast. It's women out here who end up engaged to dudes and they end up getting a Skype call on their phone and they be like, oh shit, is my kid Skyping me? And she be like, kids? <laughs> Plural? Yeah, my kids. Hey, y'all. And it's like five kids on the goddamn Skype. And she she trapped now. Because once she want to be married as fuck, and she engaged to this dude who she ain't know enough about because she didn't do enough research. I don't care how much I want to be married. If I find out you got five fucking kids and you didn't tell me, you can have this ring back. Go ahead and put that toilet in college funds because you going to need it. The fuck? How you hide five No. Uh-uh. Nope, you got to go. <laughs> Mm-mm. You, need to, you need to put some conversation out there like, mm, pregnancy is scary. You know, it ain't that bad. Mm, well, well, how you know? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, I read it. <laughs> you know, y'all got to put some shit out there at the beginning. People don't talk enough about stuff that matters. I think people, when they get into know folks, they ask like all this little surface shit. And obviously, you don't want to ask nobody about like they they uh, how they feel about like finances and shit on a first date. But as you are dating, those things need to come up. Money, sex, and kids are the top three things that people get divorced about. You need to know going in how people feel about their money. You need to fit, know what they expect from sex and you need to know how they plan on raising their kids. Like you need to know those things. You don't need to like get married, have a kid, kid get to be spanking age. You don't believe in spanking. All he want to do is spank. Now y'all got a problem. This is something that y'all should have talked about before y'all even got married. Like it don't have to be when you first meet them, but these are conversations that need to happen. Like, don't just be asking them little surface shit, like what they hobbies and shit is. Like, obviously, like I said at the beginning, you don't want to get too deep because they're not gonna be comfortable telling. But if you six months to get in, y'all need to be talking about this shit. If you are thinking about marrying this person, these are the things that you need to know. Do they want to own? Is home ownership important to them? Like all of these things that like come that are gonna come up soon after you get married. Y'all need to talk about this shit. Like I don't understand Man, how you can get in now. That fuck that fuck the pleasantries. Oh lord, just come right into the first time you meet somebody with a goddamn checklist. Don't do that. Just like an interview. Don't do that. So in your last relationships, how did you resolve problems? Don't do that. Just get get that shit out there. It's too early for that in the first. At a first, let me tell you something. Somebody come on a first date with me with a fucking checklist. I'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> you doing too much, goddamn. Like you, I don't even know your last name. Can we start there? You want to know my whole fucking life story and shit? That's too much. Like you don't even know if you gonna. I I think that's something that should come. Like it shouldn't come too late. But I think you need to like get a surface because you might not even like this motherfucker. You might go on a date and he boring as fuck. And you don't want to see him no more anyway. Why even subject him or her to these things before you even get a base level read of whether or not you are even still interested? So, what would be the worst thing you can find out about somebody that you got deep into that you wish you would have knew like immediately? Um. <laughs> He got a criminal history. This nigga just served time before, and I didn't know it. Especially at this age, because I feel like he could have served like a good sentence, a good like ten year sentence, and be out now, and I wouldn't know. Um, so like a criminal history, 
uh, a child that I didn't know about. The child is a break. I can't because you that you let me now. That's something I want to know on the first date. You got kids? Let me know that shit. You ain't got to get all into what little Ju- Susie and little Johnny like to do, but I need to know they exist because I got to make a determination as to whether or not I want to be with somebody that's got a kid. Don't wait till you know we talk in marriage and then be like, well, I think my my little girl should be the flower girl. What little girl? <laughs> like. So a kid, like if we get deep into it, and then you tell me you got a kid, that's a problem. A criminal history. My big one is fucking drugs. Oh yeah, drugs. If I find oh, out yeah. you're a goddamn crackhead, yep. I'm. We ain't seeing each other no more, and I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna be going around my house like, did he take some shit? Like little stuff that I might not notice is missing. Like now drugs. I'm paranoid of shit. Yeah, drugs. I can't deal with with drugs or even. I feel like you should let people know if you have a past drug history because the way that addiction works is that that is something that you would deal with your whole life. So I need to know if you didn't had an issue with alcohol in your past, or I need to know if you didn't had an a- a issue with crack in your past. Like, yeah, you clean now, but if you ain't got no coping mechanisms and shit, or we go through some stressful times, I don't know if you're gonna pick the pipe back up. I need to be able to make a determination whether or not I want to be, because that, I, as a therapist, I know that that is something that people have to deal with their entire life. Like once you get clean, the battle ain't over. Staying clean in and of itself is a battle because it's very easy to like go back to old habits. I need to know if you have a history of that shit. Don't come on a date and be like, well, I've been clean for six months. She don't need to know. Yes, the fuck I do. (laughs) So this is what you do when you go to the restaurant. Order both of y'all a drink. All right. (laughs) And that's how you're going to find out. Yeah. Either they're going to drink it and relapse and then you can just get on. Or they not gonna, gonna like, drink, drink it, and you get to ask them why. Yep. Yeah. You gotta figure it out these little shits. Yeah. That is please, a good one. Please don't do none of the shit I said. Do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that on out there. Oh, passive aggressive <laughs> ass. <laughs> I'm just saying I got ideas. Don't if li- you gonna don't do that shit, listen, listen, listen. listen. Don't do that shit. <laughs> but if you're gonna do it, holla at your boy. Oh my god. I can help you do it as efficiently as it can be done terrible terrible that's just the truth but i do want to just reiterate that about the past drug history because i i've had that since not in my own life but i've had clients where that has been a problem because people don't realize that just because somebody gets clean that doesn't mean that they will never do drugs again and so when you are with somebody that has a past issue what you're saying is i can you know i'm gonna be there if they relapse because that's always a possibility and if you're not the kind of person that's gonna be able to deal with that then i don't feel like there's anything wrong with not talking to somebody that had a past problem because it's gonna be worse for that person for you to just like well i don't want to discriminate because they you know what i'm saying then shit go left and you be like i can't deal with this shit nigga no i'm out That's not going to make the relapse any easier for them to lose you. So if you're not somebody that can deal with that, don't talk to somebody that has a past issue because it's it's always a possibility that that can come back up. You hope that it won't, but you have to know that it's a possibility and you have to be prepared to deal with that possibility because, you know, it ain't fair to them. You get married and then, you know, the nigga loses his job and he just somehow get wrapped back up in crack and now you want to just leave (laughs) and recovery is lifelong it's It's not something that like you're going to have to change your whole life if you like wine and you're dating somebody that has a history with alcohol abuse you can't have wine in your house you probably don't need to order wine you probably gonna have to get close to stop 
stopping yourself, drinking. Yeah. Because like for people who are addicted to certain certain substances, that shit be like running through life with a Mario stone all the goddamn time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everywhere you go is a Mario star, but then when you get off of that shit, you regular Mario again. And yep. you get fucked up by Goombas. <laughs> You used to be able to kick them motherfuckers down, flatten them. <laughs> they didn't, you know what? You ain't even have to flatten them. They just popped off the screen yeah, you with just that stuff. Run into them, boom. Get yeah, they it. gone. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So it's really, really easy to want to have that star life back. Yep. You know, Especially that's just what drugs do to us. And and life is stressful. Marriage is stressful. You throw in some kids, that shit is stressful. And if they haven't replaced that coping mechanism, because a lot for a lot of people, drugs, alcohol is a cope, way to cope, when shit get tough, they might relapse. And then on top of the shit you already got to deal with, now you got to deal with this motherfucker relapse. And again, that's not to say, obviously people who have a drug problem that have gotten clean or have an alcohol problem have gotten clean deserve to have love but i feel like they need to have love with somebody that understands the disease that they have and, and that, that is willing to endure and that's willing to endure it because like i said nothing would be worse than to have this person that you love you go through a a, a, a relapse and they leave you that's gonna make getting back into recovery that much more hard because now you gotta deal with this heart you know what i'm saying so if you're not the kind of person that can deal with somebody relapsing, don't date somebody that had a previous problem because you there is no guarantee that they will live the whole rest of their life and never have a relapse. So this is another component to staying in a bad relationship. I feel like at a certain point, a relationship turns into a contractual agreement <laughs> in the sense <laughs> that kids have been involved oh, yeah. in the sense that our families are intertwined oh, yeah. in the sense that our finances are intertwined our debts are intertwined we have so many things intertwined it's like is it really worth separating now I, I, mean, I think it is I always think that it is it always is from my perspective yeah. but this just a way to say I understand how some people can end up yeah. in a bad relationship and stay there so long because it's like once the love is gone, once the relationship is dwindled, but you got a whole bunch of people and systems uh, uh, responsible for you, and then even careers like you got people in careers that you got prominent names, you're prominent figures, you're actors or yeah. you're professors or you're something, and it's like this is gonna look bad on our image. We fucking relationship counselors. <laughs> you know, we're married. <laughs> we can't get a divorce. Exactly. That shit can't happen. <laughs> yeah. We can just rebrand ourselves as swingers. <laughs> oh, shit. No. And just be in all kind of relationship related things. Yeah. I mean, I from my, and I get, I do get that. But from my perspective, there is nothing worse in the world than like, consistent unhappiness like I don't want to be unhappy my home is my safe place that's where I go when motherfuckers on the outside then got on my last fucking nerves that's my that's my haven if you there and you part of the problem it's no longer a haven I don't want to deal with that shit like that to me lifelong unhappiness I can't deal with I don't want that I, I we out let's just We'll work it out with the kids. We'll figure that. We'll figure out the finances. We'll figure out the whatever we need to do. But I need to get back to being happy, and I want you to get back to being happy. And obviously, we ain't doing that shit for each other no more. You know, and as difficult as it might be to un to you know untangle all of these things that we built together. And then, like, even with the family, when people are unhappy, families take sides. That create that creates more of a drama. Like, are you still with this motherfucker, huh? 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, know, families, right. like, don't want to fuck with you now because they know that y'all been having all of these... You know what I'm saying? Like, that can make it even worse. Like, mm-mm. But I do get why in those situations... I'm talking about... my What I was talking about more was, like, dating. Like, if you dating somebody, kids haven't been in... Introduce y'all haven't like in a try y'all both still living separately but shit is terrible why what do you look like saying well we've been together for four years i don't want to throw them four years away so you gonna do four more unhappy as she is how does that make sense that's stupid <laughs> that's like saying, i like this prison <laughs> you know i spent good time here <laughs> i know my way around i mean i get the good lunches i get three meals a day <laughs> yeah like why the fuck would I, I want to no leave bills. here? <laughs> Why would I want to leave here? I mean, I know that it's a big world out there, but I know this one. Yep. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's stupid. It is, Barry. Don't do that. <laughs> like, I and I look at life like this, and I it took me a while to get to this place, but I don't feel like any time that you spend is a waste of time if you learn something from it. If you in a four year relationship that goes south, you leaving that relationship and you haven't wasted that time, you one had good times probably with that person at some point, maybe not the latter part of the relationship, <laughs> but at some point y'all had fun. Two, you didn't learn from that relationship shit that you don't wanna have to deal with because sometimes we don't even think about shit and then it happened and we'd be like oh shit I didn't even know that I didn't like this shit you can apply that to your next you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I think it's a waste of time if you look at it like a waste of time but if you can take stuff from that situation and apply it and never have to go through that particular situation again to me that wasn't a waste of time it's a waste of time to keep fucking standing some shit that ain't gonna change you just that's a waste of time to me but leaving a situation that's not good for you for whatever the reason is is not a waste of time if you learn Learn something from if you gain something from that situation then I don't think it was a waste of time it just didn't work out and on the way to get married a whole lot of fucking shit ain't gonna work out it ain't you go that's what whole the whole purpose of dating is it take you a couple of times sometimes for some of us more than just a couple of times but it gonna take you a few relationships before you get the one it's just like the four leaf clover you gonna pick a whole bunch of three ass leaves <laughs> before you find that four leaf and that's fine as long as you learn something like okay this spot ain't got shit but three leaf clovers let me just leave that spot alone why would you keep staying in the same damn spot move move on yeah go look for the clover somewhere else because it ain't there (laughs) at the end of the day if you spend most of your damn time unhappy change that shit yeah that ain't normal no it's not. you ain't supposed to be at least supposed to be neutral <laughs> god damn if you ain't happy you at least supposed to be in a state of well i mean it can go either way some shit happens <laughs> you know if i step in some doo-doo you know it can go the bad way you know what i'm saying if i find a dollar on the ground you know it can go good i mean you know it at least should be neutral if you spend most of your time like man fuck this shit i'm sending a pool of shit every day get out of the pool of shit okay that's all i'm saying all I got is metaphors. They ain't all great. <laughs> I mean, that shit just made me think about Remy and that. Okay, because I want to tell that story. You have anything else to say about? No, nah, that's it. I'm okay. Um, if so, hopefully that answers that question. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in through the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, before we get into our shit for the week, I just wanted to mention some other shit, literal shit. 
y'all know I got this puppy. And I just want, for the, for the dog owners, I please comment and let me know if this is something that you've ever had to do. Because as y'all know, this is my second dog, and this is some shit I've never dealt with. And I was very surprised about. So the puppy's name is Remy. And Remy, my other dog is a smaller dog. I was letting him play with the smaller dog's toys. Remy is a bigger dog, so he ate, he had this rope, right? A dog, one of them little chew ropes. I wasn't paying attention to him playing with the rope. I go back and look, and this little motherfucker then ate half of the rope. Now, a couple of weeks ago, he ate piece, a piece of rope, and he threw it up. So I'm expecting fully that I'm going to be cleaning up some more dog vomit, right? A couple of days go by, no appearance of the rope. He didn't vomit it up, and it wasn't in his poop. So I was like, where the fuck is this rope at, right? So yesterday, I'm getting ready to go, and I noticed him scooting around. And I was like, what the fuck is he scooting for? So I make him stand up, lift his tail, and hanging out of his ass is a piece of green string. The rope reappeared, right? So then I got a choice, right? Obviously, this rope is stuck in his ass. He can't get it out. So I either leave it in there and hope that he maybe will squeeze it out at some point, or I'm going to have to get a glove, and I'm going to have to get it. And go ass fishing. And go ass fishing. <laughs> and because I loved it, and don't nobody ever fucking question how much I care for my pets and that they are well taken care of because I chose the latter and I went and got a glove and I pulled the rope out of his ass. Now, keep in mind that this is kind of like the magician's handkerchief, you know, where he like pulling the handkerchief out of his pocket and it's like never ending. That is what this rope was like, right? I'm just pulling pieces of rope out of his ass. And he just standing there watching me like, thanks for doing this for me. While the other dog is standing there looking at me like, shouldn't have never brought this motherfucker home. You ain't never have to pull no rope out of my ass. Should have left him where it was at. We were good. <laughs> Why'd you do this? I put their string hanging out of my dog's ass in Google. Did it? Did anything pop up? It's surprising how efficiently they changed ass to butt <laughs> and anus. <laughs> oh, anus is such a weird word. So it's happened to other people. Yeah. So yeah, dating back to 2009 at least. That is horrible, and it was horrifying, and it was one of the grossest things ever. But I, I guess he rope free. No, no more rope has been hanging out of his ass. So I'm assuming I got it all. But if, if this has happened to any dog owners listening, please let me know because I was just like, how the fuck did you? Why didn't you just poop this out? How is it stuck? Why Look, am I having to pull it out? Whether this happened to you or not, this specific thing, talk about the most disgusting thing that you've ever had to do with your animal. Yeah. Because I feel like... Everybody got to have a yeah, story. Prior to this, dog vomit was like that and like diarrhea, uncontrollable mm. diarrhea that I had to clean up. Because like, okay, when I have a kid, I don't know how I'm going to manage. Vomit and like and like shit smells will make me throw up. And so, like, I have to prepare myself and, like, put all of this shit over my face to, like, go clean it up. Because if I don't, in addition to cleaning up the dog's throw up, I'm going to have to clean up my own. Because it makes me <laughs> ill to deal with vomit. So, I don't know how I'm going to deal. Like, somebody told me that with kids, because it's your kid, the spit up and shit don't bother you. I don't know how the fuck that would be. Because it's still gross. I don't care if you are my child. You a gross ass little version of me that's still gross but apparently as a mother when you have a child the stuff that comes out of them don't bother you so much I don't know that that's true but I just know that 
I have never had to pull anything out of anything's ass prior to yesterday. It might be that what people are finding out is that they have a stronger tolerance for bullshit than they believe that that they should have. (laughs) You know, it's like uh, Kevin, what to do from New Orleans? For New Orleans? Oh, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates. Where he talk about you know, eating booty. Uh, well, yeah. he didn't realize it that he just has an extreme fetish. And when he's talking like everybody's supposed to be doing this, no, sir, you're discovering that this is specific to you. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. Like that, I think that's the case with the kids and the pee and doo doo and all that so jazz. Some people just have a high. I don't think yeah, I'm going to have a They're tolerance just discovering for that, that it's more normal for them when it shouldn't be. It's gross. I, I just, I can't imagine that I'm going to be. We'll see. If I ever have a kid, but just judging from the dogs, it's gonna be like a situation. But yeah, so I spent yesterday pulling strings out of an anus, and yeah. I got some bad, bad cat stories that I ain't gonna talk about. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I, did, oh, I guess like fur ball, hair balls would be like uh, worse. There's things worse than hair balls. It ain't even got nothing to do with the cats. It's more the environment. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to know. We grew up with a lot of cats, right? And they died in a lot of different random ways. Oh, just because we had like eight or nine cats all the time. Damn, my mama was a fucking cat lady, but she had kids too. Like so, that shit it was weird. Mm, that sounds so. That sounds disturbing. We had cats get electrocuted by random water being on the floor. <laughs> that is so fucked up. Yeah, like. I mean, is had cat die from eating antifreeze. Oh yeah. I mean, just and once random. they eat that shit, that's it. Ain't that gonna be? They're gonna, they're gonna die. Yeah, they lose all their motor functioning. They still be alive, but they can't do anything. So Aww. how they die is they starve because they can't eat. Oh my god! Yeah, it's horrible. I don't even like cats, and that's still terrible. I mean, it would happen to a dog too. So and if nobody knew this, antifreeze has a fucking sweet smell. Yeah, and a sweet taste. Doesn't yeah, it? and a sweet taste. So, so your dog it. or a cat will eat antifreeze if it's like leaking out of a car. Yeah, so that's how people be, be careful of that. Other people with the shit putting it in drinks and stuff because it has a sweet taste to us too. Antifreeze poisoning is one of the most uh the top ways that people like poison everybody always think people be putting rat poison and shit in folks food now they put antifreeze you in helping teach people how drink. to murder i if they watch the watch the id channel then See, they that's already how know you got this <laughs> fucking immediate access to this information immediate people don't know this shit you watch the id channel all day i do she be watching shows called This Is How I Murdered My Nigga. Yep, pretty much. That's exactly what the show be called. <laughs> that is not. A variation of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like 20 of them. Mm-hmm. With very specific names. Yes. This is how I use my car to murder my mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's several ways. There are several ways. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> well, while we're speaking about kids, let me go ahead and say congratulations to Beyonce. And y'all, let me tell you something about y'all. Now, I am not a member of the Bayhive. I do like Beyonce, though. But niggas just ain't never happy. When she had Blue Ivy, y'all were talking about she didn't have the child. It was a surrogate. Her stomach folded over. She lying. 
So she'd have a whole photo shoot where she half-ass naked. So there ain't no question that it's something in that belly. And then y'all still got shit. Why she why she taking all these pictures? Why she showing off her body? Because y'all motherfuckers didn't believe her the first time around. That's why. And she didn't want to hear that shit again this time. That is why most of her pictures are her almost naked. So that you can't say that she had on a fake stomach. Or she... In one of the pictures, she is all the way naked. She covering up her chest with her arm, and she's sitting strategically so you can't see her her, her bottom half. But, yeah, it's because y'all gave her so much shit the first time around. Um, Beyonce, it, Beyonce should win an award for the winningest motherfucker that can't win. <laughs> she should win an award for that shit. I don't know if that exists. Somebody need to create it and Beyonce get that. The like, winningest motherfucker that can't win. <laughs> she is winning everything but public opinion yeah. from people that's not in the Bay High. Yep. People that hate her really hate her and people that love her it's it's a very polarized thing, Beyonce. Like where the middle ground at? Ain't none. I'm middle ground, I feel like, because I know that she do some fuck shit, but I also know that she does some amazing ass shit. So I feel like I'm a middle grounder. I don't hate her. I don't absolutely love her. I'm impartial. <laughs> if Beyonce came to my door right now selling Girl Scout cookies with Blue Ivy, <laughs> I would buy my fucking cookies and send her the fuck on her way like I would anybody else. <laughs> I mean, I get on Facebook and say, God damn, I didn't know Beyonce was going door to door selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Everybody would think I'm fucking crazy. Yes, they would. <laughs> but I do boy. that. But I wouldn't be all like, oh shit, Beyonce. Wouldn't do that. She wouldn't come to my door. Kingston started barking and scared Blue Ivy off. I wouldn't even get to see who the fuck it was because they run off because this nigga started barking. But now I also want to say congratulations to Sierra and how y'all ain't shit for that too. Post Sierra picked the worst possible time to announce that she was having twins. Don't announce nothing that's exactly the same as something that Beyonce did after she announced it. Don't do that. Because it's going to get no press. <laughs> People are not going to care. Now, it would be different if you was white. If you was in a different genre of music. Yeah. But you are essentially <laughs> an underling of Beyonce. Yeah. You can't do nothing to try to overshadow Beyonce. Mm -mm. Because Beyonce's shadow is like a goddamn comet coming down to the earth. <laughs> and your shadow is that of a car shadow at fucking sunset. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. I feel only reason I even know I happen to see it. But all up and down and up and through my timelines, I just kept seeing about how um Beyonce is pregnant. She having twins. Oh my God. There's gonna be two more in the Carter um dynasty. Oh my god, Blue Ivy's gonna have to share her inheritance. <laughs> just all kind of shit. And then little quiet ass, little tiny ass writing. Sierra's having twins. I was like, "Damn, post Sierra should have made that." And you waited too long, bitch. She I know you didn't know. That shit before. I know you didn't know that Beyonce. You probably had no idea because I couldn't imagine. I can't imagine that y'all would talk like that where you would have known prior to. So I knew you didn't. I know you didn't know. But I mean, you just picked a badass time to like announce that shit, man. And let's be honest about the situation. Even if you had announced this shit before Beyonce. Motherfuckers would have forgot that you was having babies yeah. until two motherfuckers that look like you and Russell Wilson existed. Yeah. Like that's just that's just the Beyonce effect. It is. She just destroy everything around her as far as what the media <laughs> is concerned. It don't matter. She went to the CMTs and took over their goddamn blog spirit. Like this this Beyonce got the X Factor. She got some shit that everybody just ain't got. Yeah. You can't I, do nothing about it. 
Oh, also this and this has nothing to do with that. Just before we get into your story, please, y'all, if you're going to go to a Lauren Hill concert, take some lawn chairs. Listen. Take a barbecue thing. Like bar, bar be what be prepared to wait. She's not gonna come on time. At this point, I feel like you getting mad that she show up three hours late is your fault. You know she ain't gonna come on time. She has shown time and time again. She's not gonna arrive on time. You're gonna be sitting there waiting. Stop buying the fucking tickets if you don't want to wait. Listen, don't go to a Lauren Hill concert, okay? <laughs> Lauren Hill needs to build her trust back up in her fucking fan base. <laughs> yes, the miseducation of Lauren Hill was great. It was an amazing album. It was. But the fucking punctuality of Lauren Hill ain't shit. It's horrible. Never have been, never will be. Don't go to a Lauren Hill concert. What she need to do is she need to go, she need to start asking people who be on time if she can fucking headline for them <laughs> not even headline but join their concert like after it start oh yeah like she need to build some shit up for the fans to show that she's into this shit and she got in trouble with the irs though she got to make this money but she ain't doing it in a like you you ain't acting like you need the money lauren like she literally showed up like two and a half now, she hours acting like a goon that need the money <laughs> she's selling bags of goddamn comet out here <laughs> To the to the drug oh God, the, to I the crackheads <laughs> trying to get paid <laughs> and she get the money and then she just disappeared and you know what they crackheads so it ain't like they got any line of recourse from that shit that's true once you pay for that ticket and you you there and you waiting and she don't show up and you leave you didn't lost some you didn't lost one I mean she said it herself she said it herself and lost ones. <laughs> You may win some, but you but really you lost. Really lost one. <laughs> what you done, done? What you really gained from? <laughs> she she just, told your she ass told what she was going to do. She told you that you didn't lost one. So, again, if you're going to go, be prepared to wait. And if you don't want to wait, don't fucking go. But don't go and then get on social media telling us shit like water is wet. We know Lauren was late. That's what the fuck she does. So stop going to these concerts. I know. I know. You would love to see. And then what I've been hearing is like she can't even sing the shit the way she used to. So the performance of the songs is shit. So you wait two and a half hours for a concert to begin and then the artists give you shit ass versions of their music. Why would you continue to do this to yourself? If you are the kind of person who gonna still go to a Lauryn Hill concert at this point in time, you deserve to lose your money. Because you know what she gonna do. You know what she gonna do. You might as well donate your money to cancel. Shit, donate your money to me. I will start a go for me for all of the people who want to go to a Lauren Hill concert but would rather give the money to something else. Give it to me. <laughs> Shit. That's going to be the one she be on time for. And now everybody going to sue your ass. Hey, mm-mm. nope. Can't sue me. I you didn't sue know. people for anything. Yeah, that's true. You want to spend the money to do it. That's true. I'll counter sue for a frivolous lawsuit. <laughs> Win some more money. Okay, okay, okay. So BuzzFeed put out a video this week. Now, the last BuzzFeed video they put out was a fail. I don't even remember what it was about. Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. It was just something race-related. And it was terrible. That missed the goddamn mark. Yeah. Right. They put out a new video. It's, I'm black, but I'm not. And then it goes into black people saying, I'm black, but I'm not. But the... The stereotypical yeah. things that people think black people are. I'm not a thug, or I'm not... Just a bunch of shit. Yeah. And then it goes into talking about them 
talking about specific things that they are that lies outside of those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm uh, I like rock music. You know, I like you know these different things. I go to Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's a whole video about that. Yeah. Now. It got an interesting conversation going in this group that I was in, but there are people who feel like, as black people, we shouldn't have to explain ourselves to white people, you know? And I think sometimes, for some people I talk to, that means we shouldn't tell white people shit about ourselves. But other times, I, you know, they say that it means that we shouldn't talk to people about why we're not this bullshit they believe we are that they just won't let go these stereotypes and so i had one guy saying you know i don't think we should have to talk to black white people at all about us period they should know and i got other people saying you know now it's just about that stereotypical shit so my perspective in that context is that is it expected that we are just a general ad? Like when you say white people should know, that really puts us in a box. And we're not. You know, it, it put like from your perspective, it puts us in a box. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't. Because to me, it makes sense to say the things that you're not and the things that you are because there are some black people who do who are those stereotypes there are also black people who are not there are black people that like this other stuff and there are black people that don't like i feel like we are such a very like any other race it's gonna vary with the individual that i don't know that saying that well they should know well how would they know how would they know that you like rock music unless you tell them that that's not something you know what i'm saying and i might like rock music and i actually happen to to do so the next black person might not though you know what i'm saying like we we're not there's not like a catch-all that white people should just know about us yeah and that's and so i mean because if i meet a new black person i have to talk to them about me and mm-hmm. what i am like so it just makes it seem like a black person not wanting to talk to a white person about explaining themselves is just mad at white people and don't really want to talk to white people period yeah outside of recognizing that maybe i mean because white people need to know shit about us they need everybody needs to know something about everybody because everybody is different type situation yeah and i think when we use whiteness to remove ourselves from having that conversation you know it's just create more division and isolation uh, in in the context of people that would listen to you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I ain't clearly I ain't talking about motherfucking Steve Bannon or no motherfuckers like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, trying shit. to have no conversations with them, but people that would listen to you and is interested in understanding who you are and does not look at you in the terms of stereotype. They look at you in terms of the individual. Those are the people I'm talking about. That I can have a conversation with those people about my brand, my version of black, and yeah. how black applies to on point yeah you know what i'm saying steve bannon that kind of person that'd be like oh you're not like the others yeah <laughs> What, <nigga? laughs> yes the fuck i am yeah i am, I am like the others because i'm black <laughs> the fuck i do share some characteristics and don't have just the way you share some characteristics with some white folks and others you don't and like you're looking at me through this narrow ass lens you know just because i got on a vest and a tie <laughs> You know, don't mean that when I'm at home on my own, I, I'm I'm not them. You exactly. know what I'm saying? So don't define me through this narrow ass lens and don't pull me out of black because that's what happens. Yeah. 
they end up pulling you out of black. Black stays the constant negative, and you're just different from that. Exactly, you're the and exception. They be like, let's let's pick him out of that. <laughs> black steals some bullshit, but, but you ain't gonna look not, at you as yeah. the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You like, just happen to be brown like the rest of them. Like, bitch, change how you look at black. Black ain't what you think it is. Yep. As evidence and history and things have shown. Yep. Uh, propaganda keep saying that black ain't shit <laughs> but you know what i don't even give a fuck about the people that saying black ain't shit yep. i'm talking about the people who are willing to listen can listen and don't look at me like that who wouldn't say shit like that to me huh? not on purpose anyway i guess um i'm gonna talk about ayanla go ahead what the fuck what the f- why would you name your kid that complicated ass shit that is not her birth name her birth name is rita Rita something James she changed her name when she became a Yoruba Yoruba I don't know how to say what it was that something like African shaman Yoruba. type shit she, a priestess oh, so yeah. Ayala Banzat is not her real name so that's not her on, birth name she changed it so she on that weird ass spiritual shit yes and so y'all know most of the time I think we agree on everything i think this is one of those things we disagree on so she tweeted out something that has gotten her a bit of backlash and i understand the backlash on point though because he's able to look at all these different fucking perspectives sees it from a different perspective than i do or he's able to see it from a different perspective i only see it from the negative perspective but so this is what her tweet said she said racism sexism homophobia ageism have no power over you unless you believe they do but she didn't say if you believe in them you but they do have power over you they do they have control over your life therefore they have power over you if you are trying if you're having trouble finding a job because the places that you keep going to don't want to hire somebody black or if you're having trouble going to a job because you're um you have you're outwardly gay it does have power over you because now i can't get these jobs because of the perception of these things because you're homophobic or because you're racist it does have power over but there's different levels of power in this situation clearly there's a level of power that you can't influence that you can't touch Mm -hmm. the next level of power is the one that makes you tell yourself i ain't gonna apply for no more jobs i ain't gonna go to no more places it's the internalization of this external power a lot of fucking people do that a lot of people just don't work just because of racism it might not be that they don't work it might be that they don't go to a particular place it might be if they if this was a white manager there they won't apply that place they'll apply the place with a black manager like it can change and influence how your internal decisions are made because of that external world like that's what i'm saying i, I don't know what she fuck she I don't meant think, i it mean to me it sound like <laughs> like the santa claus <laughs> like if you believe in santa claus or not like I don't have I believe in those things like I don't know that doesn't make sense for me like to me it's like saying if you don't believe that these things have power over you then they won't but that's not true like I can absolutely get passed over for something because I'm a female and I'm black I have two strikes against me now I guess I could see what you're saying that I don't have to allow that to for me to define myself i guess like i don't don't understand you don't have to allow that shit to influence how you exist 
because somebody else physically have told you that you're this thing or you're not but it kind of has to in some ways influence how you exist you kind of have to avoid some people places and things like i'm not gonna go there are certain places around but like clinton and shit i don't really want to be caught there at night and shit because i don't know who i might run into you know what i'm saying like i feel like it kind of in some instances it kind of you have to be caught mindful of of how this shit is or if you work for somebody that's sexist i'm not gonna want to uh and he asking me to work late i ain't gonna do that shit that with you because i don't know what the fuck that's gonna mean for me i do have to be conscious of the of the of the existence of these things in some cases you have to be being or you aware gonna become a victim of see my mind and your mind ain't the kind of minds that will internalize this stuff yes but there are people that exist that if job after job they experience sexism they're going to start to internalize their position being one that is influenced heavily by sex they're not going to look at it and say this world is fucked up and they fucking with me but i'm not going to let it fuck with me they say this is what the world is and this is how i must live in it you know what i'm saying but i just feel like with the, because of the climate of the world right now and what's going on and the fact that people are standing up and saying that these things are wrong and the protest like i don't why would she be saying that now and mean it in that way when now more than any other time people are actually standing up and being like this is fucked up and you wrong for this shit and we don't like it i mean why would now be the time that she would say that when well, it's apparent that that is not as prevalent people internalize well it. i'm not saying that's what she meant i don't know what she meant i, I mean think, i think she I'm, i mean i'm liable to believe that because she on that spiritual shaman shit that she might have meant it in a spiritual way she might not have even been thinking about environment you know but given the context of what's going on today it's definitely going to be perceived like that and she might have meant it like that but i'm talking about generally there are people who allow the racism to make them feel less of a person as a culture they let the sexism make them feel less than a person as whatever they sex or gender is they let that external world influence who they are internally how they exist internally and how they make decisions internally most people are not looking at it that way and she's had like a huge backlash from saying that shit because people are just like no that's not true Mm-mm. like i just feel like i don't even watch her show because i just I don't I don't understand what her basis is for being able to tell other people how they need to run their life. She's actually a, she has a JD degree. She's a lawyer. So I guess it's the spiritual shit that she the the I mean not spiritual shit. Let me not be disrespectful to the Yoruba cultural, but I guess it's that that gives her the experience or whatever that i don't fuck with pop psychology. Yeah. I don't fuck with pop spirituality. Yeah. Oh all of that shit has more bearing on it than just what that thing does when you don't have that fame and stuff attached to it yeah it's plenty of preachers out here and spiritual leaders out here that nobody know their name that's doing good shit for the community there's plenty of therapists and psychiatrists out here that's doing plenty of shit better than ayala and dr phil you mm-hmm. know I, so i don't fuck with pop psychology like that but i'm looking at it from the perspective of if a client came into my office or your office and said every time i go to get a job a white man interview me and i feel like i can't do nothing right because of my blackness you know that's kind of how i'm looking at it influencing and trickling down like clearly the white man is racist 
Yes. You know, clearly it's the system. Clearly it don't have shit to do with you. It's about your skin tone in a lot of these instances. But when you go to a therapist and or when somebody come to me and say, I'm fucked up with this black shit. Like I'm black is fucking with me. Like we see a lot of videos of these people trying to be white. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I'm thinking that thing had takes power over you. It takes a hold of you. But on an internal level, not the external level. I ain't saying that external level don't exist. It do exist, but it fuck with you on different it can't fuck with you on different levels. I just don't mean I just don't think she meant it that way. I yeah, really like I said, don't I am you. not talking on what she meant. I ain't trying to reinterpret <laughs> what she said. I'm talking about how it does exist in that context. That ain't what she meant. I don't but, think it is like, and again, hey, I, just, I don't think that's what she meant. I just brought it up because she's getting such a backlash from it, and because she just annoys the shit out of me. Like, because I, I just don't understand what gives the shit that she like tells people in the way that she goes about it as an actual therapist. I would never do. Like, I don't, I don't know. She annoys me. That's because it's pop shit. It's yeah. pop psychology. It's, it's just for celebrities. It's, it's more about the the depth of the issues with the pe- that the people have that will bring entertainment value mm-hmm. rather than actual people that can and need help. Because most of the people that we help as therapists, most of them are just closer to normal than far away. Yeah. You know, a minority of the people that we work with going to be people who have extreme ass problems. Yeah. You know, and so... On shows like that, that catch me outside, bitch, shit, <laughs> with Dr. Phil. Catch me outside, how about that? Yeah, like, that shit is usually the extremes. Yeah. And all you see on Dr. Phil is the extremes. Yep. All you see on Ayala is the extremes. Yep. All you see on Judge Ju, all them shows is extreme shit. Mm-hmm. Because that shit sells. That's why I, I don't put too much stock in that pop shit. Anyway. Well... But racism is real. She on that Lee Daniel shit. <laughs> Talking about some it's not real if I don't believe in it. Like that's like So you could get it this job if you believe that you won't get the job because you're black, then you won't. No, if this motherfucker don't want to hire me because I'm black, I'm not gonna get the damn job, Lee. That's how that works. That's like pretending like no nothing exists behind no door that you don't want to fucking open. <laughs> Bitch, it's a whole room in there. Unless it's the goddamn Narnia closet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then it's a whole fucking universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you know how creepy it'll be to walk in the closet and you just be in the snow? You know, I've still not watched Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> These kids basically walked into the closet and they fell I mean, into no, snow. Yeah, and they were cool with it. They were, I would, fr- like, I go right back through that fucking door and never, I board that shit up and never go in that bitch again. Have a panic attack falling in the snow. The fuck is this? Because first off, I walk into my closet in my drawers most of the time. If I walk in the closet and fall in the snow, I ain't got that much longer. <laughs> Especially if the light dough disappear. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> if I can't get back into the dough, I'm going to die from hypothermia. I mean, I'm a bigger dude, so I will last longer than a skinny person. But I'm going to die because I'm going to be in my drawers in the snow. Like that. That's horrible. The way you view things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It's unique to you. I just want you to know that. I feel like most people who walk in their closet be half naked most of the time. Nobody's gonna think about like, oh my god, I'm gonna die though because it's snow. Like the, your your train of thought sometimes is just your train get off the rails sometimes. I mean, but that's just in the same instance that is the same as Narnia. That shit might be like Doctor Strange. I might walk into the goddamn desert. 
That's still a problem in my drawers. It's still a problem. But it's a less of a problem if I got clothes on. Yes. Well, you're still gonna die from. I'm gonna die. It don't matter. I'm gonna die both ways. Yeah. Because I don't walk into the closet naked with a bottle of water. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's, I can't, that's realistic. I can't deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. Oh my god. So it's Black History Month. It is indeed. But was called African American History Month by Donald Trump. Yes, but a lot of people saying that he changed his they he changed the name to African American History Month, which is not completely accurate. A lot of different presidents have pinned it something else. But But the government, yeah, what's odd is that the website is AfricanAmericanHistoryMonth.gov. Now, to be fair, I don't know what the fuck it was before that. I didn't know the government had a, a website specifically for, you know, Black History Month. But now, but blackhistorymonth.gov ain't nothing. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking that maybe he didn't change the name of it on paper of the whole holiday or the whole month but or whatever. But did it the website. But the website is. So he that's changed conflicting. the fucking White House website as soon as he got it off. So we know he'll change up some web he'll shit. He'll change the heartbeat. shit out of it. <laughs> Probably just want to pin his name on shit and say, I did this. Fuck that guy, man. That's what he's doing. That's just. That but is anyway, my base for him. Just what, fuck that guy. We gonna talk about your boy Pence though. His stupid. You know ass. what I'm saying? Which what he did was he shouted out a white man for Black History Month. He thanked Abraham Lincoln <laughs> for freeing us for Black History Month. That was his shout out for Black History Month. Thanking Abraham Lincoln. Come on, man. We do know that like Abraham Lincoln's motivations for freeing slaves wasn't about like nope. freeing slaves. No, it was not. It was political. It was to get those three fifths of a person votes that would shift power. Like that's what that's what different cultures in America has pretty much been for politics, leverage for votes. Even now, the Latino community, the LGBT community, mm-hmm. a lot of the shit that's being passed and fought for off of leverage and you know the republican base is pretty much christians yep christians are the base that supposed pretty much it. they're supposed christians. yeah they're, they're supposed to be you know using as that that base for support but like leverage but and i feel like today black people represent the smallest bit of leverage for any party like democrats don't have to do much to garner black support and that's because of the history of democrats in terms of you know Lyndon B. Johnson and the acts that he signed and you know voting rights and things of that nature that Democrats have proposed and mm-hmm. whatnot. but and I'm not saying that you know we bring nothing to the table as black people I'm saying that we do have to we do have to create a situation for ourselves where we're worth something not just to ourselves and our community but to politics just yeah. right now I mean they ain't even taking us serious worth a damn but the thing is the problem is I don't really know how to do that I don't know what a strategy is for that I don't know maybe our time is just gone yeah you know or maybe I don't know I feel like if a if a sensible ass Republican candidate come out who is apathetic to some of the needs of some of these other communities maybe something different will happen don't hold your breath though yeah, that but shit, that's like an oxymoron with Republicans. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> a, a politician Republicans. If you're a Republican listening, then this ain't a reflection on you. But politicians are Republicans 
for reasons of power. The citizens and us, we are whatever our political affiliation is because of our belief and what we believe and what we believe that thing means. So anyway, for Pence. So not only that, but it just fucking it's, it's weird to me that these Republicans say shit like Republicans didn't do nothing to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Look back at the history. Did Republicans do this legislation? That was Democrat. Oh, I don't God. give a fuck how the <laughs> shift or the change of what a Republican and Democrat means. That's all politics has done over the whole history of politics. Shifted meanings. This group means something different. This group don't mean what it used to mean. It means something else. It don't matter. What happened was Democrats might have been doing some bullshit back then. Republicans sat right there and let that bullshit happen. Yeah. So what what that tells me is America fucked us over. I don't give a fuck if you who you identify with in the context of that system. America has fucked over Latinos. America has fucked over LGBT. America has fucked over black people. America has fucked over every single marginalized group in this country at some point in some context. It don't goddamn matter if you was a Democrat or Republican. If you was one or the other and the other one was doing bullshit, you let that shit happen. So like that just adds to the disrespect of uh, african-american history month you know dialogue and pence shouting out abraham lincoln who was a goddamn oppressor for a long ass time before he decided that politics would be the reason that he would change that level of oppression we're supposed to be grateful though on point we're supposed to be celebrating they need to be grateful for not getting their ass whooped by a whole culture yeah you know what i'm saying like (laughs) <laughs> Clearly we don't have numbers on our side But if every brown culture got together And started going to the goddamn gym Working out together <laughs> You know what I'm saying I mean outside of you know Everybody arming themselves with guns Lord. You know what I'm saying It'll be a situation It's like we can't be aggressive because we Can't be aggressive <laughs> You know what I'm saying it, We just not in a position Because if a whole city that's full of black people decided to get aggressive and white America declared a goddamn war on this group of people one thing that uh, Immortal Technique, a rapper that I listened to said, one thing that he said was guns aren't really aren't really the threat to us, you know, guns are just the symbol of power real power is being able to cut your goddamn power off Oh yeah. Cut your access to water off. Cut your access to grocery stores off. Like that's real power. Real power is being able to have martial law. A group that will come in there and just not let you leave. Yeah. That's real power. If they wanted to do shit like that to our communities, they can. That's why we can't do shit because we don't have any clout. We don't have any anything that will allow us to challenge a system like that if they wanted to fuck us over. So, I just wanted to say fuck Pence. Fuck that guy. For the invalidation of black people on the celebration of Black People Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Meek Mills and Nicki Minaj broke up and we've discussed that at nauseum. This week... Nicki Minaj was photographed with Drake, who she has not been in contact with, as far as we know, since the whole diss track between him and Meek. They probably been having secret meetings. Maybe so. You know, like Enemy of the State, where you put an X (laughs) on the mailbox. 
<laughs> but she was putting a, a D for Drake <laughs> and he was putting the N for Nikki. <laughs> or maybe they were both just putting the M and M for Meek Mill. <laughs> just to be, you know, Passive rude. <laughs> So now that they're officially broken up, Nikki was uh, photographed with Drake and Lil Wayne. And so after that came out, <laughs> Nicki Minaj was robbed. Um, the house was vandalized. Like it wasn't that they just like took stuff. The stuff that they took was very specific and they vandalized the house so the police feel like it was a personal attack. So of course because the internet ain't got no chill, they started talking about Meek got mad and either he did it or he sent some people to do it. Oh, Meek Mill responsible for that shit. Meek Mills cannot win. No, I just wanted to, to say all of that to say that Meek can't win. Ever since that shit with Drake, he been out here losing. Whether it be him falling down the stairs and it be a video like put on the internet, or whether it's him being accused the Robin ex-girlfriend's house because she took a picture with Drake. He can't win. He out here just not winning. One, it would not be robbed. It would be burgled. <laughs> burgled. Okay. Bur- is burgled the word? Burglarized. I don't know. Burglarized. I like burgled. <laughs> it's so difficult to say. It is burgled. I like saying it. Like it doesn't sound like some underwater shit. It does. Burgled. Burgled. So, I first off, that's what it would have been. Second, Meek Mills, you know you did that damn shit. <laughs> Quit goddamn sitting out here talking. He said, I didn't do it. Baby, you didn't do it. You were responsible for that shit happening. <laughs> I don't care. This is public opinion, and I have indicted your ass. Okay, what you say? Black Twitter, and of course, they was making memes and shit, because that's what they do. But... He just can't. I, I don't know when he gonna start winning. Meek Mill. I mean, he he ain't really losing. He got fans. He just got broke up with by the baddest chick in the rap game. That ain't winning. Listen, listen. <laughs> that ain't winning to you. Okay, that is winning to a lot of dudes out here. Who is that winning? Well, to? it ain't losing. It ain't might not be winning, but it's not losing. I ain't say he winning. How is it not losing to be broken up with by the baddest chick in the rap game right now? Because ain't when nobody else with the baddest chick in the rap game. Safari was before him. Before she was the baddest chick in the rap game too. I mean, is she the baddest chick? She ain't really doing that. She right ain't now. number fucking three. <laughs> <laughs> and she's selling the most. <laughs> so I mean, but you were broken up with. It, it was one. He was winning when he was with her. I don't know that you still winning. When <laughs> you get broken up, I ain't up saying with. that he is winning. I'm saying he ain't losing. He ain't losing like that. Like I feel like that's he losing. was in a long term relationship. He was with that woman, and now he gonna probably be with like some video vixen that somebody don't well, give a shit about. I mean, that's, that's losing. He's not winning. Listen, <laughs> he's not losing. Okay. Ja Rule lost when 50 Cent came out and destroyed his That's career. Lost. I did, he ain't, <laughs> Meek Mill ain't lost yet, but he loses. I feel like he's just having a string of bad days. A lot of them. Yeah, like four or five years worth. <laughs> That's a long ass fucking <laughs> That time. is a long streak, but I'm just saying, I just think he one of them kids. He like the motherfucking. He like a motherfucker with a cloud raining over his head all the time. <laughs> I mean, clearly. At a certain point, if it's a cloud over your head raining down on your ass all the time, clearly you just fucking wear a raincoat all the time. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think he got a raincoat, though. I think he just out here being soaked. 
Like I don't I'm not gonna say He didn't lost But I think he's losing And if he don't turn This shit around Lost is in his future He like the dirty kid On Charlie Brown Yes Lion, Was it Linus Linus is the one With the blanket mm-hmm. Wasn't it I don't know. I don't know the I don't know none of their names except Charlie Brown. Oh, Pigpen. This motherfucker's name was Pigpen. That was his name? Pigpen. Because he was dirty. That's mean as fuck. But it was. Them <laughs> kids mean as shit. Take a bath then, nigga. You don't want to be called Pigpen. <laughs> I'm just saying, what happened to calling niggas shit behind his back? They called that mother. He was Pigpen. <laughs> That's so motherfucking rude. Kids, boy. This He had a cloud of dirt wherever he went. What else you going to call him? Besides. Call fucking DHR is what you call <laughs> and get that motherfucker in foster care and get his ass cleaned up. Cause his parents ain't shit. Look, Lucy, was it Lucy out here snatching the ball from Charlie Brown? They was the mean ass kids. They went finna they ain't care. No, I mean, but Lucy was mean, but Charlie Brown was stupid. He Why was. would you keep going to try to kick the motherfucker? Yeah, Pigpen was it. I just wanted to make sure, but <laughs> he was yes, Pigpen <laughs> was his name. He should have kicked her ass, what should have happened? Did he do that on? Um, it had to be like on Family Guy. I think it was something. on Family Guy. I think she. <laughs> no, I just cause I just watched it. So Peter was like watching Roadhouse, which is the movie with Patrick Swayze, where he like kicking motherfuckers' asses in bars, like literally kicking them. Mm-hmm. And so Peter was just going around kicking shit all the time. And so he just showed up in a Peanuts cartoon when she had snatched the ball and started whooping her ass. And then he made her hold the ball. <laughs> Holly Brown could kick it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like he losing. I don't think he's lost. And I think he could maybe someday win again. But right now, I feel like this nigga losing. A, a four year bad streak, you losing. The way that we don't know he losing or that he's lost is when we ain't talk we don't talk about him for a year. But if it's only bad when the last time we talked about him for something positive? No, no, what I'm saying is he still he's still here. Like he still got fans, he's still making music. I mean, the motherfuckers that still like his mixtapes, like he ain't all the way out yet. Like this shit just normal I didn't shit. Say he lost. I see he's losing. <laughs> all the way out is lost. Ja Rule lost. He lost it. It was over. It's over. It's lost. Nick is I mean Nick. Meek is losing. He could win again, but right now, he losing. He out here losing. We'll see. I when mean, your I'm, girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend get raw, and the first thing people think is that nigga got mad because of Drake and her. Like, that's just bringing back up the whole thing. As soon as he ditch. saw that shit on Twitter, he was like, damn, I know we should have waited a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> like, should have separated myself from this shit first. Before he raw. Exactly. <laughs> like, he did that shit. He ain't smart enough not to. And he real emotional. He's an emotional ass motherfucker. So he might have got in his feelings one night and just went, maybe took back the jewelry he gave her. Maybe, maybe wrote, you know, die bitch on the wall. I don't know what they said, vandalized. I don't know. He just like destroyed or because I don't know that it was him. I don't know that the person who did it like destroyed stuff or if they wrote shit on the wall. I don't know. It just said vandalized. So I don't know. But the police do think it was a personal attack. Shit, so. it might have been Drake. Why would Drake do that? Because he knew that it would get pinned on Meek Mill. <laughs> he was like, that would be so fucked up, but so genius at the same time. Do you know how genius this shit would be? Which is the reason why 
if you're gonna be passive aggressive with somebody in your relationship, stop giving and these you need people some input, holler at your boy. <laughs> I will help you do that shit the best way it can be done. Oh my god. There's a diabolical genius on the inside of me that I have to subdue because I'm a rational, logical this is why person. You fucking like cats. You know that, right? This is why you are so uh, attuned with cats because you evil just like they are. On the surface, you all cute and cuddly, and then you plotting world domination internally. Maybe I don't like cats because I'm evil. Maybe I'm evil because I like cats. No, I think that y'all have a lot of. Maybe common. I learned a lot from cats over my life. Might by have because you've been around them all your life. That might be what it is. Maybe so. I don't know. But holler at your boy don't if do you that. need help. Because he ain't going to help you get out of shit if you get into it. Listen, all I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're going to be crazy, be crazy with purpose and with help. Don't just be random crazy for no reason and you trying to dig yourself out of some shit after you crazy. Don't put gas in somebody's tank if you need a ride to work tomorrow. That's stupid. <laughs> we can find better ways to do this. <laughs> what is your next story? Because I cannot do this. Listen, y'all. Look. Fuck Trump, but we need to know what's going on with him, okay? So, I'm going to talk about these executive orders that he done put into play, but I'm going to try to be as objective as possible. I, 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 I can't wait, because you said this before we started the show. I cannot wait to see you try to be objectionable about this bullshit. Listen, no, go I, on. Can, I can't wait. I can't wait I can to disagree see. with the shit that he's doing and understand why he's doing it at the same okay. time. Well, go on. Let's right. see. Let's see. The first of many executive orders was one that commands federal agencies to ease the regulatory burdens of Obamacare and has them slowly repeal what was put in place by the Obama administration. By nothing. By, by, and not replacing it with shit. Just repealing it slowly. Well, that's why it says ease the regulatory burdens. This is an opportunity for them to sneak their own shit in here. Because what I think Donald Trump them going to do is I think they're going to sneak some motherfucking Trump care up in there. That's the exact same shit as Obamacare with slightly less responsibility on the agencies that are supposed to be caring for people. I would people. never use some shit called Trump care because I feel like it just going to be some bullshit in there somewhere. Never. What if they call it a uh, almost affordable care act? <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> would you, no. What would the you fuck? support that? Almost, AACA al almost doesn't count. <laughs> Branded and whoever made the song before her because I, I, that was a remake. But see, Republicans are smarter than that. They wouldn't name it the almost affordable care act. They would name it the premium care act. But it ain't got shit in it. That's what it'll be. Yep. Okay. So was that objectionable? <laughs> I mean, I added my own level of shit into it, but <laughs> I feel like this is because it's bullshit. But Go it's on. it represents big government, and it represents the government telling private businesses what they need to do and how they need to operate. Republicans run on making government smaller, so it's not surprising that they would take this legislation that they use propaganda that they propagandized, propagandized. <laughs> to say. Hey, this ain't shit. The government telling you you got to have health insurance when realistically you fucking got health insurance anyway. Getting it through the government just a way to help you have it more efficiently, more effectively and help other people be able to afford it. Whatever. It ain't like it ain't like Medicare. It ain't like a welfare food stamps shit that's coming out your check yeah. that you don't get anything from. Just poor people get something from. You actually were getting something from that. So if Trump care do come out or almost affordable care act or a premium care act. If that comes out, 
it's still gonna be offering you the same shit that you need anyway that probably will still be cheaper than the shit blue cross blue shield offer on their own in alabama I feel like though, on principle, the same way I won't be seen going into Bojangles, even though the chicken is delicious, I would not have Trump care. I would figure it out. I'm gonna have to swallow the blue pill on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how that one gonna have to be. <laughs> Two, a freeze on all hiring for the federal government, excluding military. Fuck that guy. Just another way to um, shrink government size. You know, realistically, the government exists in the context of checks and balances. Checks Ain't and no balances, checks and balances well, going on right but now. But that's why the government exists, like checks and balances. Yeah. Checks and balances are gone. So hiring people in government agencies helped regulate shit. When you put a freeze on that, because you intend on rolling back regulations, you're not going to need people in those positions. That's what that's about. The U.S. withdrawal from the TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Deal, which Trump and many of his supporters say is a great thing for the American worker. The crazy thing is, he need to be talking about how it's a great thing for the American Has worker. Has he ever expounded upon Hell anything he no, said? he ain't expounded on shit. I'm <laughs> he just be saying, out here saying shit. I'm saying that's what he needs to do. Never. He'll you know never what I'm saying? But that. at the end of the day, it's another Republican platform. They don't want regulation. And the Trans-Pacific Partnership started putting regulations on trade. This started investigating how different countries pay different groups. It started to influence how if you bring your business over to China, it started to influence some of that shit. But not China. I don't think China was a part of that. China ain't trying to fuck with no deals and none of that shit. But other countries that have that shit, like, it influences business. And so, being a Republican platform, they don't want that. The reinstating of the Mexico City policy, which bans the federal government from sending funds to groups that perform abortions or lobby to legalize or promote abortion. This policy goes in and out of effect depending on the president if it's red or blue. Clearly, that's another Republican platform. Abortion has always been a Republican platform. I just want to remind everybody that when that particular one was signed, it was a bunch of white men in the room. White men in the room. This has nothing to do with them. Does not impact them at all. But we have to recognize that there has literally, in America's history, never been anybody in the room of anything that has changed but white men. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> this is true. Like, people say that like it was an option of something else. <laughs> like, this is America. at least had Kelly Ann Except one time now. when the black man <laughs> was the president. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then everybody else was white and he was yeah. black but they were still men he so could at least had Kellyanne in there for just Kellyanne just to just to have her in there she just made up a whole goddamn massacre <laughs> on the news that shit was so <laughs> fucking funny like bitch really you just and this is his chief advisor a bitch that gonna make up a massacre that never happened Motherf- two motherfuckers was arrested for what did they have make a plan <laughs> they didn't do shit they didn't actually act and do shit but she made it into a whole massacre I don't think she know what that word means I think she meant plan <laughs> <laughs> anywhere near the same word but okay <laughs> is it a word that's close to massacre that means plan um, no, master plan no <laughs> shit no that's close enough I guess that's close enough for them to spend that shit alright Five, six, seven, eight, and nine 
are two orders reviving the Keystone Pipeline and the Dakota Access Pipeline. He also Fuck signed three people. other related orders that would speed up the permitting process for infrastructure projects related to the pipelines. And then shortly after that shit happened, there was a huge oil spill. That shit happened all the time with this company. Directing the Commerce Department to streamline the manufacturing permitting process and giving the Commerce Department 80 days to maximize the use of U.S.-made steel for the pipeline. More Republican shit. Less regulation. Putting more money into U.S. businesses who most of the time send their shit overseas. But it's more Republican shit. And you know, about this whole list, it's I understand that these are Republican platforms. What surprises me the most about Donald Trump and how he's executing these executive orders is the speed at which he's doing it. Because ain't nobody, there's no checks and balance right now. It, it just happened. Whatever he decides, it's just happening. Like fucking Hitler. 10. A memorandum calling for a 30-day review of the military's readiness for war. Now, I'm really skeptical when it comes to shit like that because there are people in the Republican Party that benefit off of war. Mm-hmm. There are people that Shit, benefit him. off of conflict. <laughs> no, I mean Donald Trump money is in real estate, but it's a lot of people that had that like make parts for defense, you know, weapons and mm-hmm. tanks and aircrafts. Like it's a lot of Republican. It's an Alabama Republican, the Alabama Republican who is a fucking strong proponent of war. He like got stakes into the defense defense market and yeah. aerospace and things of that nature. No so price. it benefit him for yeah. war to happen. It would definitely benefit him. And a lot of people. So I just feel like like I said last week that all you gotta do to get Donald Trump to do some shit you want to be like, Hey Donald, they said you ain't gonna do that shit. <laughs> Prove them motherfuckers wrong. And he'd be like, Who said it? Give me my motherfucking executive pen, nigga. He got a constant uh, Except he don't say nigga because he shouldn't. He got a constant uh Kermit the Frog with the hood on. He got one of them always right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's fucking called Steve Bannon. Oh my god, this motherfucker. <laughs> He's supposed to be the one that's responsible for the uh the Muslim ban. Yeah. Which they say ain't a ban, but Donald Trump said it's a ban, so it's a ban. How you gonna say it's a ban and then say it ain't a ban, but you said it was a ban, motherfucker. But that's, I mean, that's, that's this whole administration. Yeah, he been doing that shit. Uh, 11 and 12, two multi-purpose orders on border security and immigration reinforcement, including the authorization of the wall, <laughs> the stripping of federal money sent to sanctuary city, cities, hiring 5,000 more border patrol agents, ending catch and release policies for illegal immigrants, and reinstating local and state immigration reinforcement partnerships. That goddamn wall. <laughs> I am so sick of hearing about that wall. Just more Republican shit. Like these are their platforms. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I understand why they would do this, but the problem is it just don't take into consideration the values of America and democracy. This is just I'm gonna have my way. Yeah. Or we gonna have our way. Yep. Trump is just the face of we gonna have our way. 113, 120 day suspension of the refugee program and a 90 day ban on the travel to the U.S. from citizens of seven countries that the Obama administration put on their high risk list. They've suspended that one though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been blocked um, several times. It's just that a lot of people have been saying that that hey has nothing to do with religion, but religion is actually implemented in the executive order. In the executive order, it talks about my. Uh, the minority religion of those countries will get president on being able to enter into the country, which means since we know that the predominant religion in those is countries Muslim. is Muslim, mm-hmm. we can you don't have to fucking say Muslim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are saying because people are saying shit like it doesn't say Muslim anywhere in the executive order, bitch. <laughs> then you go to elementary school, maybe, not. and then you learn about goddamn context clues. <laughs> if you didn't, 
I'm teaching you today. Context means that if you read the whole thing, you can derive other shit from it. Yeah, without them saying it directly. Exactly. Yeah. The same shit for it don't have to say Muslim in there, but when you say, hey, we'll look out for the minority religion in this country, and the country you're talking about has a majority of Muslim religion, bitch, you might as well say Muslim, is all I'm saying. Didn't he fire the current, was it? Was she the attorney general? She was the acting attorney general, I want to say. Because they, she wouldn't, she said that it was unconstitutional and she wasn't going to enforce it. Yeah. So he fired her fired ass. Fired her ass. But, you know, she, he ain't. She ain't the only one that should say stop. There's a lot of judges that can stop that shit. It just depends on what they gonna believe. Yeah, you know, some of them believe that it is constitutional, and some of them believe that it is not. I don't know how you could believe that it was constitutional, but all right, it's not the way that the way that somebody would believe that it is constitutional is they believe that it's to protect Americans and that they believe that the people that they're trying to protect it from are not American citizens. So what they're going to say is, hey, if you're not an American citizen and if you're a Muslim, then the Constitution don't apply to your bitch ass. Guess what? We used to not be citizens. We used to be property. The problem so is... fuck that. <laughs> the problem is there is no way to visually discern a, a Muslim American citizen from a Muslim non-citizen. Mm-hmm. There's no way to discern that. So how do you plan on doing that? Do you plan on having motherfuckers walking around with an ID badge on their neck saying I'm a citizen or I'm not? Oh, you mean like uh, the Nazis with the numbers on the folks? Yeah, there's no way to fucking discern that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and order 14, in order to lengthen the ban on administration officials working as lobbyists, there is now a five-year ban on officials becoming lobbyists after they leave government and a lifetime ban on White House officials lobbying on behalf of a foreign government. I don't like that. I'm all right with that. That legislation right there goes into that part where he was talking about draining the swamp. The problem is it it ain't enough. It's not going to be enough. Uh, congressional term limits, I would hope, would be next in that if he got to do something. You know? Doubtful. Very doubtful. <laughs> 15. A memorandum directing Mad Dog Mattis to drop a plan within 30 days to crush the Islamic State. I don't know what the fuck that means. Mad That's- Dog Mattis? What? Uh, I guess that's the new um, Whatever the military dude is In the cabinet I guess that's him I don't know I don't know why this shit Would say that like that though Well look who wrote it Yeah I mean You know (laughs) A memorandum To restructure the National Security Council And the Homeland Security Council 17 In order instructing agencies That whenever they introduce a regulation They must first abolish two others Which is irresponsible Because Regulations exist to regulate something. And so in order for me to create one, I got to go in and find two to take out. I mean, it's just a Republican platform. They just want to get rid of motherfucking regulations and shit. 18, a memorandum instructing the Labor Department to delay implementing an Obama rule requiring financial professionals who charge commissions and give advice on retirement to put their clients' interests first. Motherfuckers gonna be out here in them private jets again Like it was before (laughs) That's all that means (laughs) And 19 In order directing the treasury secretary To review the 2010 Dodd-Frank financial regulatory law Which is what protected us Was supposed to protect us against Wall Street making them high ass Derivative fucking gambling shits So I don't know what this shit is gonna do But the fact that he did this (laughs) The fact that he did this shit so fast Mm The first two weeks Like this is a lot of shit that's gonna have Direct impacts on our economy mm-hmm. And I guess we gonna Just have to see how and you know what to those Of you motherfuckers who was like give Trump a chance Let's see what he do I hope This shit don't go out bad and I hope More than anything that you're Willing to acknowledge when shit go bad nope. That that's the reason that it went bad It won't be because of that they'll have reasons 
Because they're very good at justifying some shit. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all he done as far as the executive orders. But that's 19. That's all. That's, every, that's a lot. <laughs> shit. That's 19, man. Ain't no telling how many executive orders he going to be done. That's by in the end two of this weeks. Shit. The fuck? But anyway, that's all I got. All right. Anything else on your mind? Hopefully, I don't have to pull any more strings out of asses. Hopefully, you don't. That's disgusting. <laughs> but until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.